welcome to another week of the Fiber Coven podcast. We are so stoked to be here with each other and with you to talk about some yarny stuff and some witchy stuff. I'm Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily from Kitty with a Cupcake. Yay, we kick it off with news and it's usually always Emily news. Let's hear some Emily news. There's lots of Emily news. Uh, if you are watching this on our Patreon, I have a virtual show this weekend. It is February. I don't know what dates are. I'm looking at the wrong calendar. There we go. First February. weekend in February. February 3rd through 5th it is the Darksome uh valentine's day show it's called love you to death there is a coupon code that you can use uh it is darksome uh love you to death or darksome love it's darksome love this is all on the website in the show notes yep and that will get you free shipping in the united states on orders of 50 dollars or more uh, so that is neat. And then I will also be doing a Instagram live drawing session on Friday the 3rd at 3 p.m. Uh, where I will, you know, I'll have my little my little phone camera set up so you can watch me draw stuff. And I will try to have it set up so I can answer like your questions and stuff too. I just have to figure out how many devices I need to do that thing. Uh, so that will be a thing. And then my next show will be Lexington Comic Con in Lexington, Kentucky from the 23rd of March through the 26th of March. Go check out the Lexington Comic Con website for all of the vendor hall hours. I will be in the exhibitor hall area in a booth for stuff with my pins, etc. Then I will also be vending at Craft and Outlaws. Uh, at the Midwest Craft Con in Columbus, Ohio on April 2nd. Uh, and that is in the Columbus Art Museum. So that should be fun. Again, we'll have pins and all of the stuff. And I will also be at the Goblin Market in, uh, it's near Atlanta uh, in Marietta, Georgia on the 22nd of April. Uh, so come see me there, meet some goblins, buy my stuff. And finally, I have a piece in an art show here in Louisville. It is the Made You a Mixtape show at Aurora Gallery. And it's going to be a fun show where all of the artists picked a song to make a piece of art inspired by. And they're going to play the playlist of all of the songs that we picked at the art, art opening. Uh, and you can see all the pieces there. It will be a fun time. I'm making a really cute uh, ghost gouache painting inspired by Walking with a Ghost by C Tegan and Sarah. So It's super cute. I can't wait to see it all finished. Yeah, I'm excited. Hooray. Awesome. Well, on to our content. content. I did finish a little thing. I got a bead loom and I made another little bracelet. It's oh, a little it's so pretty. Chevron. Yeah, with little white border and little gold findings. Um, not like real gold, like big, you know, gold-colored jewelry findings. I think it's cute, and I'm learning things. And I figure once I get better at it, I might be able to make some that are worth money. But we're almost there. Been yeah. having fun. It looks nice. Yeah. Little seed bead bracelet. Yeah, I made this one big enough for a real size wrist and not, not just a, for my little child-sized size wrist. wrist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that, that should be good. Mm -hmm. That's all I made this. Well, that's all I finished. I made lots of things. Nice. Mm -hmm. And you finished something too? Yeah, I finished something because I was at a show and I had lots of plain car knitting time. <laughs> so I finished the uh, hats that I was working on. And here it is. I use uh, just 
plain balloons for blocking hats. I bought a big old bag of balloons like five years ago and just use those. Yeah, <laughs> uh, have a hat to black. It works great. Uh, but this is mm-hmm. the Musselberg hat by Yasolda Teague. It's the pattern that I have been working on lately as my vanilla project, and I really like it. Uh, this is in a deep cut colorway of Lauren's, uh, the public radio color that has all the different fun Night Valley purples uh, and some white and black as well. And I think it looks really nice as a hat. The stripes turned yeah. out good. Yeah, um, I don't think I'll be making that one again. I didn't think <laughs> the you Night Vale people when people I don't want you to make too much merch. Ah, uh, I see. I see. Well, you could just do it and say yeah. it's just a spooky purple color. I, I yeah, no, the, I changed the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the people who uh, there, I posted this on Instagram, and some people were requesting that Lauren bring this back, which I correctly predicted would be a thing when I posted about this project and knew that Lauren would hate that I was working on something in this color. So, <laughs> sorry, it's all good. Um, it is yeah. all good. It's it's a nice hat. I think it's going to be a gift miss present for my sister-in-law because she enjoys Night Vale and she specifically said she liked the colors of this when I was working on it. So here it is. I will I will fold Excellent. up the brim to give it to her. The brim looks nice when it's all folded mm-hmm. up, but I'm blocking it straight so it can go either way. It looks amazing. I did I did not a single stitch on my vanilla hat this week. I was mainly working on my my heirloom temperature blanket and a new cast on. My heirloom temperature blanket is looking dope. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's very nice and long. Actually, I threw it across my bed and it fits across. We have a full-size bed, but I think it would cover um, a queen. Mm-hmm. Maybe if it was... Um, it would definitely cover the top of a queen, but I don't know if it hang over the sides, mm-hmm. but this is how much I've done since I last spoke with you. It's really interesting to see, like you can really see it in the yarn when it's, it's like, snowing. Yeah. Chunks. Because, because it has to warm up to snow. This was our snow apocalypse here and the colors are a lot. There's a lot less contrast. They're a lot closer in the color range. Mm-hmm. And then this one right up here where there's a little less contrast was another one, one little snow day. And it's like crazy to see how, how warm it is when it snows. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's been a lot of good contrast this week because it's been clear and cold. So like the um, clear and cold and sunny. So the lows have been low and the highs have been higher. Nice. And I think it looks really good. And I think that's the magic of this pattern is that it uses a color for the high and the low temps. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I'm very ready to start February's pattern. I'm very excited about it. Right? Yeah. Well, today's we're recording this on the first of February, so I'll have to wait till tomorrow so I can get the right data. We need to know what the the temperature is. Right. right, Uh huh. And today, I also I trimmed my little ends. So that's what's nice about doing a temperature blanket is that um, you can have little ends on the side. After every three rows, I just tie a little knot and I trimmed them all off at two inches. And I think that's going to work just fine. Kind of trims down on like the amount of stuff when I'm trying to put this away nice. But yeah. Blanky. Blanky. Yay. Mm -hmm. What have you been working on? So aside from that hat, I've been working a ton of that painting for that show that I mentioned that is like my main project right now because I have to turn it in this weekend. And it is important to me that I finish it to my very high standards. Yes. (laughs) I have worked a bit on my 
epic blankets, my Lord of the Rings blankets with my yeah. Lord of the Rings advent. I am on this old Toby little little chevron bits. I, this is my northeasterly blankets. It's very on. cute. I um, love it. Yeah, so this has just gotten a little bit of love. It's hard not to sing the Lord of the Rings theme music. like Because oh, the, yeah. you're in the beginning of the Fellowship of the Rings section. I just want to do the little Shire theme. I cast on a thing that I had been planning and I'm really excited about. It looks like an oatmeal colored blob right now, but I hope it Ooh. will be exciting. Yeah. I cast on my ultimate Star Wars poncho. Mm-hmm. Um I am using for the main color this Prado Delana that I picked up. It's a natural colored fingering weight Romney from sheep named Abby, Abigail, and Brigitte, which I love. Oh. I got two skeins of this at Rhinebeck and then I ordered three more because I want this. I mean, I feel like I feel like ponchos, if they're too small, they look silly. I want this to be epic. Yeah, um, yeah. So I got a whole bunch of this and it's my main color. I basically just cast on a neckline and I'm making a square out from that. There will be cool stuff that I am pondering for later. Here is my oatmeal colored blob on my needles. Very blobular. Yeah, very blobular. I just am doing four lines of increases evenly spaced, uh, two increases. So, and I'm increasing every other round. So eight stitch increase every other round makes a square. Uh, my plan is to knit one full skein of yarn on this and just see where I'm sitting. But just for like ease of working purposes, I'm going to do work a square for one full skein of fingering weight. And then I'm going to pick up and do the hood because I'm excited about doing the hood. And I think I want to do the hood in linen stitch mm. because I want it to be a little thicker of a fabric and I want it to lay nice and flat. That seems like a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think this, this is, uh, I'm doing it all in stockinette stitch, which will lay flat when it's hanging down. But I think with a hood, I don't know. I just want it to be thicker and mm-hmm. drapier. And I'm thinking of adding some rows of linen stitch between where I'm going to like add in colors later, mm-hmm. just to kind of gives it, give it some, so a little more interest. Totes. We shall see. Yeah. I've made it through most of a skein. Nice. Squish, squish, squish. Yeah, it's all I've been wanting to knit on because it, it's so potato chippy. And you know me, I love miles and miles of just mm-hmm. knitting. Yeah. Who doesn't? It's a good time. It is a good time. Have you been working on anything else? No, I have ambitions of starting stuff, but haven't actually started the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Word. Well, we both acquired things. Do we want to show off our same things that we acquired? Yeah. Our friend sent us both stickers. Hi, Clara. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the stickers. Oh, you're so different than mine. I have little oh, mine are creatures. Mm-hmm. Mine are also creatures. Yours are cute little abstract creatures. Yeah. I don't know if they're like Digimon or something that I don't recognize, but I think they're really cute. Um, they mm-hmm. are by Salamanding. Mm. I am a bad podcaster who did not look at the note that these came with. I'm sure she said who they came from. Mine are mine. Mine say on them. So I'm cheating. Yeah. Yeah. Mine don't say on them. Mine are all little creatures doing things like this one is uh, rolling something, doing something kitcheny. It's like a toucan. And I have a little gecko holding some flowers. They're all really cute. 
and a possum cleaning the bullets. Oh, possum. Possums. I love them. They make me happy. And then there's a chameleon one that I already stuck in the bullet journal. I also got something that my friend made. I have this amazing friend from my knit group. I'm pretty sure she doesn't listen to this. She's one of my favorite people in the whole world. And she doesn't think anything she makes is good. And she's a really good potter. And she was just came in to like give away a ton of mugs into knit group. And we're just like, what? What? She's like, I was going to throw them away. And I'm like, no, she wasn't going to throw them away. She's going to bring them to Goodwill. So I snagged a bunch of them for giveaways. And she said, they're all micro. That's so nice. Yeah, they're all microwave and dishwasher safe, she says. And this one has a really pretty glaze pattern. It's dark with lighter blue, like polka dot looking things. This one's really nice. Uh, the handles are really good. And then this one's, uh, they're just like handmade things. Uh, they're so pretty. I have all these gorgeous mugs. So I'm going to use them for giveaways. Because nice. I have too many mugs. I really like these though. But I did I did pick something for me. Um. I, I got this little picture. She made a teeny tiny picture. It's light and natural colored with a little handle. And I just think it is so pretty. Um, I may or may not have drink, drank Chardonnay out of it at Knit Group because I didn't <laughs> want to use a plastic cup. <laughs> but I think it'd be really good for just sticking some little flowers in, mm-hmm. so, which is something I like to do or just whatever little potions you might have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It makes nice. me so happy. That's nice. Did you get anything else? Um, I got a calendar. I like to have a physical calendar on my wall above my desk because then I don't have mm-hmm. to. I, I'm just so bad at knowing what days are on what days of the week and scheduling things. So I like to have that just at a glance. Uh, and I wanted to pick a cute art one that matched with my studio theming. So this is by Double Feature, which is DBL Feature. Um, so this is an artist that I already owned some pins from. And I got this uh, coven calendar, coven creatures calendar. So the cover has like a happy little pentacle with some creatures and some candles <laughs> around the pentacle. It is very cute. Doing a summoning or something. And it's really cute. And it looks really cute on my wall. It's got like pastel pictures. So January was this black cat hanging out with a little like pentacle grimoire kind of book i haven't looked at february yet so we will look at it together ha it's a mothman mothman with a little candle little candle i love that all the mothman art he's all just like unassuming yeah he's just happy he's just a happy little moth guy (laughs) i love moth mothman cracks me up Mm -hmm. we talked about mothman once didn't we for yeah i think so Mm -hmm. it's fun yeah. That's such a fun legend. Oh my gosh. Does this bring us directly into this week's occult corner? Yeah. You came up with a topic that we thought was just going to be like, ah, this is just something silly. And it was going to be a, a small topic, but we both found it to be incredibly interesting in our Googling. Oh, yeah. So much, so much more information than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell them. Was... Tell them what it is. Yeah. So this week we're going to talk about ectoplasm so lauren what is your concept of ectoplasm like what was what did you think of as ectoplasm my entire concept of ectoplasm comes from supernatural 
Oh, yours is from. Oh, so we're a little different. Mine's from Ghostbusters, but Supernaturals is also from Ghostbusters. So, right. It is a direct descendant. Ghostbusters is the thing that put it on the map as like the horror movie or like supernatural paranormal genre staple that it is, but Mm -hmm. it is totally based off my my personal one is just like a black goo from an evil spirit Mm -hmm. if you're possessed oh it's black and supernatural oh yeah it's definitely black supernatural's obsessed with black goop so there's been other there's lots of black goop it's supernatural it's the aesthetic so my concept of ectoplasm is green goop because of ghostbusters and slimer yes Um, and shout out to high c ecto cooler yes that that from the yes that was good stuff i drank so many of those juice boxes oh yeah bright green citrusy juice we love slimer Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i was surprised to learn that that's not the original way the ectoplasm was viewed i thought it was interesting that ghostbusters kind of like made up their own thing and super changed what we think of as ectoplasm yeah yeah, the the like real history, quote unquote, is so much weirder than I thought it would be. Yeah, me too. So before we get into the weird history, let's just talk about the word ectoplasm. The etymology of the word is it's from the Greek ectos, meaning outside, and plasma, meaning something formed or molded. So it's something that forms or molds on the outside. And it was coined uh, by a physical uh researcher uh charles roche and he was a physical researcher of physical mediums so he was like examining uh different spiritual uh, mediums who had physical manifestations of their seances yeah so there's like two different definitions of the word ectoplasm one being in cell biology and it's like a real thing in cell biology like you might re- remember from high school biology, they say endoplastic reticulum is part of a cell. So it's the endoplasm is the goo that's on the inside of the cell. Ectoplasm is the goo that's on the outside. And as a multicellular organism, it's more just, I mean, it's been a long time since I went to college for the biological sciences. It's more, I guess, important if you're a single cell organism, like an amoeba, like having like a gooey buffer around you helps. It's a little different for multicellular organisms. Mm-hmm. And anyway back to the spiritualists yes so before ghostbusters ectoplasm (laughs) emerged in spiritualism as a nifty way for mediums to show people that spirits like really did exist so we've talked about spiritualism before we've talked about the fox sisters and like their like kind of table turning rapping knocking sound situation and because people were so into spiritualism there was a lot of like prove it happening and mm-hmm. one of the ways that these mediums tried to quote-unquote prove it was to have some sort of a physical manifestation of like a ghost and ectoplasm is a really popular way that they chose to do this and the idea is that the ectoplasm would ooze from the body uh so like your mouth ear or any other orifice (laughs) and uh (laughs) which we'll talk about (laughs) and oh yes so many orify (laughs) the ectoplasm would look like a gauzy like see-through cloth like material 
and would often, and this is a part that I really didn't know about until we did this research, uh, take the fate, the form of the face of the spirit that wasn't being invited to talk. So it was like a face in the goo, which is something that totally doesn't translate to Ghostbusters. Right. And there's also incidences of like body parts, like hands. Oh, yeah. Lots of hands. Lots of hands happening. Lots of hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the idea is that this stuff is just so wild. It's so good. I love this topic. Uh, So the ectoplasm is formed (laughs) by the physical medium when they're in a trance state. So the idea is they're like going into a trance, they're channeling some spirit, and then this ectoplasm is a substance that is in, related to the spirit that they're talking to. And it would like be attached to the mediums, it would like come out of the medium's body and kind of hang out there, right? And I think the idea of it is like, if a ghost is totally non-corporeal, you need to put something physical over it so mm-hmm. that you can see the shape of it. And that was the whole idea. And ectoplasms in spiritualist days were described as either gauzy like cloth or gooey like egg whites. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert, a lot of these things come up again. <laughs> yeah, I have. I, I found a fun quote from Arthur Conan Doyle, author of Sherlock Holmes, oh, who yeah. was super into spiritualism. Uh, and this is what he described ectoplasm as. He had he had attended some seances that had some ectoplasm happening. Uh, a viscous gelatinous substance which appeared to differ from every known form of matter in that it could solidify and be used for material purposes. Which is an interesting, interesting. quote because it, it, I I don't know uh, matter can solidify. <laughs> I don't know I don't know about that quote. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Like it is a weird water one. is a material that solidifies, and we interact with pretty commonly. Arthur Conan Doyle. <laughs> you, yeah, we're in England. Do you know what ice is? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is. It is so wild. I can't I can't wrap my head around it. And to be fair, like I don't think we know everything. And in those times, like they knew less than we know now. There was a lot of talk about like ether because they didn't know like what a lot of, you know, gaseous components of our own atmosphere were. They didn't understand a lot of that. So there's a lot of talk about the ether and there's a lot of stuff we don't understand today. Like scientists hypothesize a ton about dark matter. Um, and if, I mean, granted all I'm, we are going to tear apart all these seance (laughs) people who are doing weird stuff. Like, if these things are real, it, it's very possible that it's just something science can't comprehend yet. And that was rife. I, I mean, it's going to be rife throughout all of human history because we're never going to know everything. Back in the day, it was either. Now it's dark matter. Like, there's yeah, always I, the unknown. I guess before we tear apart these people, I think we are tearing apart the people who were knowingly making a hoax to fool people. Like, those people were liars and kind of suck. But the people who believed in it at the time, I'm not going to tear them apart they didn't know they didn't know mm-hmm. what stage magic was that they're seeing something for the first time and it looks real of course they're going to think it's real and we'll talk a bit about photography mm-hmm. later photography was fairly new of course the photos that had been doctored in some way acted as proof for these things so 
no shade to the believers and at it, the time shade to the tricksters at the time. exactly and i think there's there's some there's just some things you shouldn't try and grift people on like honestly i kind of support people who are just like money grifters like invest with me and you'll double your money like you make some gambles you lose some but the people that are bilking people out of money by lying about faith or their health are i think are kind of bad people yeah 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 all right let's talk about some (laughs) some liars some fun stage magic (laughs) oh my god Uh, yes 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 oh i i had a lot of photograph based ones that were interesting uh so ava carrier i'm I'm so bad at french names Uh she had ectoplasm she called the materializations and she said they weren't from spirits but they were from ideoplasty in which Mm -hmm. she could form images onto the ectoplasm with her mind and she took photographs of these ectoplasms and if you uh, i highly suggest as part of listening to this episode that you go like look up some ectoplasm pictures they're really fun to look at um they're so fun they're really goofy uh but yeah so she she has a lot of the if the photographic ones you're looking at are going to be of this one and uh she had a well i guess a researcher that was working with her had a book that was published of her photographs of the of the ectoplasm and the <laughs> the even at the time critics post pointed out that the photographs had like marks of magazine cutouts and like pins like to pin in place and like string to like keep it looking like this like gauzy stuff was like floating in the air and stuff so it was like late day photoshop photos was were still pretty new but they were still so bad that people at the time were like hey <laughs> i can see the strings on that thing uh <laughs> and uh they also had some famous people in like the magazine picture cut out sometimes <laughs> like they'd be like hey that's like the vice president what are you doing <laughs> he's still alive yeah <laughs> in so many of the photos it's obviously just a lightweight cloth it's they're kind of like the... they're kind of like fun sculptures a lot of times because a lot of times it's like a cheesecloth face that someone has like molded with like some old timey Mod Podge slash probably egg whites mm-hmm. into a little face sculpture. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these uh, charlatans, which is hard, I will use as many times as I can in this podcast, mm-hmm. we're doing this within the confines of a spirit cabinet, which is you know they just basically go into like a little curtained off area or a cabinet that could fit a person and they'd like do their magic stuff and they're like look at this ectoplasm i produced Mm -hmm. yeah and speaking of producing the ectoplasm if if it wasn't like a photograph situation which sometimes it was like this happened in the photograph situations but obviously you're just looking at the pictures like so they could have produced it from anywhere but they would produce these ectoplasms in live demonstrations and in those situations there's amount of hiding (laughs) it's right (laughs) because they can't see that you have this ectoplasm on you when you start and then you have to like you know produce it somehow which results in your orifices some fun stories about people like swallowing this cheesecloth and then like regurgitating it 
uh which i'm i'm guessing is uh maybe where the like idea of like the goo comes from because it's fucking like Mm -hmm. it's got spit and stuff on it because they're like vomiting it up noted magician and famed spiritualist hater harry houdini was like i swallow keys and reproduce them all the time yeah (laughs) of course like of course they're just (laughs) swallowing some weird stuff and like (laughs) regurgitating it on command oh yes (laughs) it is and like a lot of times like it was just like cloth or really light muslin or people would ingest some sort of like egg white starch concoction that would like lead to some goop you could produce on command it sounds it sounds rough i mean like obviously like the people who are doing like mat like magic tricks like it's impressive it's just impressive that you can do that with your body like it's impressive people can do the sword swallowing stuff yeah yeah i had one that was a danish medium uh einer nielsen uh yes this is a good one and uh he was investigated by christiana university in norway in 1922 and they discovered that his ectoplasm was a uh, fake <laughs> uh in a test and he was hiding it in his butthole that's where he was hiding his ectoplasm <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh oh my gosh pooping out some ectoplasm real quick (laughs) and like that was something that the people who attended these seances really noted like i saw a lot in the testimonials that people were so impressed that it smelled bad and was warm and like of course if you're hiding something internally it is going to come out smelling bad and warm (laughs) (laughs) yeah there was another uh famous medium mina crandon uh who she would produce an ectoplasm hand uh from her stomach and like wave it around and be like "Ooh, it's a spooky hand and it like people noted that it like kind of had like movement and stuff in a way that was different than other ones because other people's were like hardened cheesecloth or whatever and uh biologists examined the hand which why why would you give this hand to biologists to examine if you're trying to like prove (laughs) something and it was a piece of carved animal liver so yeah that's not gonna smell good that's gonna smell bad you got some old animal liver you're just waving around (laughs) stuffing in a glove and waving around (laughs) oh it is bananas so the thing that that kind of stuck in my mind as i was looking at this is like people have always been doing this Mm -hmm. and you can really see it by like the two things that came to my mind was first of all the shroud of turin Mm -hmm. um which i'm not gonna call it like a hoax but it's definitely not like from you know, 30 CE, they yeah. carbon dated it. They carbon dated it and it's from the middle ages. So it's probably something that somebody made in the middle ages as like a devotional item for Christianity. And like, that's cool, but it's not like actually Jesus's shroud. And that's just like people doing cool art projects with linen uh, to, to just see what special effects they could make. And it's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, Another thing hoaxers have always been doing is hiding things in their body. <laughs> um, and this one I've heard in several podcasts, probably lore. There's a case of Mary Toft in the 1720s in 
somewhere that English British Isles. She reportedly was giving birth to rabbits. Oh, no. Oh, I don't like where that's going. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And she, like, apparently ruined some doctors' careers because, like, they were like, yeah, she's got a normal lady parts. And I seen some, like, little rabbit parts come out of her. Um, So, yeah, she was just hiding little bits of rabbits inside of her and, like, having, like, birthing rabbits. It was... So, so liars have always been, been making cool art projects that, that are not actually the thing that they pretend they are. And there's going to grift. Grifter's going to grift. And people have always been hiding things in their secret pockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like this is kind of related to like stigmata too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised at how much of it was like, because most of the mediums were female, like producing ectoplasm and a surprising amount of it. Go go ahead. I have something to say after. Okay. Is, is coming out of the female anatomy. Well, you got an extra hole to keep things. (laughs) Yeah. You got an extra pocket. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Um yeah, I was going to say uh I I think it's not that surprising that so many of them were female because as comes up when you talk about the Fox sisters, there weren't really great ways to make money as a woman at this time and this was a way mm-hmm. to make money uh that you know wasn't literally becoming a sex worker or doing like house labor, you could like work for mm-hmm. yourself and make money. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I feel like a lot of these seances, if it was a medium, a female medium known for like, let's just say delivering spirit ectoplasms, (laughs) that there was an element of like titillation and like the sex part of it was selling Mm -hmm. to the people who wanted to attend these things. And that kind of leads to like some classic I don't know, like patriarchy BS about like female anatomy and sexuality. Um, I'm kind of getting a lot of this from a book I read called from a, a female urologist called Fallacy. It was really good. It was just about sex organs in general in nature. But but like there's especially with old timey stuff like we like to talk about, there is two ways that like men and men scientists, and I'm putting that in quotes, have thought about men female anatomy. TM. Yes. <laughs> men, trademark, have thought about female anatomy. And it's either this like dark, mysterious, spooky, forever unknowable thing, or it is something for like a Western man in a white lab coat to hack at at will. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of those things. And these spirit mediums who are like producing ectoplasm out of their genital area are, are definitely falling into like one of those two categories or both because some of them had like male doctors that were probably accomplices being like, oh, there's nothing in there. It's a normal vagina. Mm-hmm. But this was in the early 1900s, and we still don't know what a normal, quote-unquote, normal vagina is because research into, like, specifically female bits of health uh, across, like, the entire body is dramatically understudied in Mm -hmm. modern science. Yep. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Patriarchy. It's in everything. The patriarchy. This also makes the 
ecto cooler even more legitimately themed because it's a thing that you like take into your body <laughs> like some cheesecloth <laughs> swallow some cheesecloth or some ecto cooler today and then you can you too can vomit a ghost <laughs> oh my goodness i just love that people were just like getting little magazine faces and that was one of my favorite like, things up cheesecloth over it yeah it's i mean it's like the fairy photography at the similar time like it's old timey photoshop before Mm -hmm. there was photoshop there was cut and paste photoshop and i love that all of them were like light destroys ectoplasm so they were doing all this sleight of hand in dimly lit rooms which makes sense that's a good that's a good technique no flash photography please something Mm -hmm. you hear in theaters and theme parks today (laughs) Because they don't want you to see the strings. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh my goodness, that was so much fun. Do you have anything else on nope. the topic of ectoplasm? Nope. It's a fun time. Again, highly recommends that you look up some pictures of some ectoplasm photos from back in the day. Oh man, it is such good stuff. Mm-hmm. All the things you can hide up your sleeve. Let's say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think the mouth was one of the most common ones. Right. Right. But there were other ones getting involved for sure. (laughs) Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are looking for us anywhere around the internet, just head on over to fibercoven.com. It'll have show notes and stuff. I forgot we're doing promo. We should do that first because I'm a bad podcaster. Display your yarns. Yes, promo. I will be having an update this Sunday, third, fourth first Sunday in February and I'm bringing the moon club minis back. We are both wearing our moon club colorways in a variety of patterns that you could knit with it. Emily's wearing her truche triangle pattern, which is really cute. We just, we both decided before we recorded, we like this version best. Um, and there's also the half moon shawl. I'm wearing the full moon version of it. You can use all the minis for that. They'll be in my shop along with coordinating colorway Artemis, mm-hmm. which, which I'll have yeah, in full skeins. really good with it. You should use that one. thanks Mm -hmm. and then what promo will you be having oh i got a b grade shop update happening sometime (laughs) get around (laughs) to it as you heard from my show schedule i have a bit of a break for the next like month and a half so it's gonna happen sometime in there i've got some new products they're on their way to me i've got the fairy pocket coming so the best way to find out about all of these things is to go to my website, kittywithacupcake.com, and sign up for my email newsletter where I will tell you when the things are happening. Fantastic. In general, if you're looking to find us anywhere around the internet, fibercoven.com will have show notes for what you just listened to. They'll have links to our Patreon where we do a whole other podcast that's super fun. And our Discord, of course, it'll have links to my yarn and Emily's marine patterns. And uh, we'd love to see it anywhere around the internet that you care to be, that we are also. Mm -hmm. Sweet. (laughs) So until next week, Kevin, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye.